We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host for the show today. Glad to have you with us on The Core. We got a lot of news. When I say a lot, I mean it. A lot of news uh, for you today on The Core. And so we're going to jump to that here in a little bit. But before we do that, I want to cover a few housekeeping items on The Core. Hey, we are live streaming the video on Facebook if you go to AFA at the Core show page on Facebook, you can watch the show live. Uh, you can watch the show live. We um, live. We, we tested the live stream option internally last week. We had a few glitches, a few hiccups, uh, but we're going to test that again this week. And once we get that live streaming uh, feature built out, hopefully get all the kinks worked out in the next few weeks, we're going to set a date to launch it where you will be able to watch The Core and other AFR shows live on our own website without having to rely on Facebook, YouTube, so on and so forth. So we are working on that currently. I know, I know it's been a long time waiting, uh, but as with many projects, uh, sometimes they just take a little while. So we're going to test that again this week internally, and if all goes well, we're going to set a launch date on that. Um, we, we make the, the show available in a live audio version on our website, AFR.net, and on the AFR app, we have a live streaming option where you can listen to the audio on both of those uh, locations and platforms. We also publish the show as a podcast after we're done here. We push it out in the form of a podcast on all major podcast platforms, whether it be our own website or the Apple Podcast Store, the Google Play Store, or even over at Spotify, we push out the podcast, the core as a podcast for you to subscribe to on virtually all podcast platforms. So that's a, how you can keep up with the core. Moving into our scripture for the week, we're in uh, Psalm chapter 29. Psalm chapter 29 is where we would have been this week had a row versus Wade not been overturned on Friday of last week. But the scripture I read Friday, I just want to stay there for another week because it speaks volumes and speaks truth into our culture, into our lives, about when does life begin? But not only when does life begin, but when does God know about you and I? When does he know about these babies in the womb uh, does God know that these babies are going to be conceived? Um, does it is it a surprise to God? So so let's look in Scripture at what God says about human life, about conception, and about God's will, God's providence, God's direction in our lives. Jeremiah one five. This just this cuts straight through. The screaming, yelling, the the people who promote death, 
the all the political talking points, everyone who wants to, you know, have some abortions but not all, and try to come up in their own power, come up with when they think babies should should live and when they should. So 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 what we should ask ourselves as Christians is what does God say? Ultimately, that's all that matters, right? What does God say? Well, let's look in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nation. So this is the Lord speaking to Jeremiah. He says, verse 5, chapter 1, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Modern terminology here. Before you were conceived, I knew you. Before you were born, before you were 41 weeks old, I consecrated you. All right, so so God knows us even before we're conceived. And before we're, uh, Jeremiah was born, he consecrated Jeremiah. So... Human life begins at conception, and God knows about the babies even before they're conceived because God is all-knowing, and God is all-powerful. He's the Alpha and the Omega. We cannot put God into our finite human fleshly minds. We just can't do it, folks. It's a tragic mistake to put God and try to place God into our little human box. All right, because that's where you start to depart from Scripture and start to apply your own human, earthly, fleshly understanding of things or the lack thereof, and that's where we can go woefully, woefully wrong. So uh, from conception, um, from conception, uh, there is life, and it ought to be protected. It ought to be protected with the same laws, the same protection that you and I are protected, the same protections that you and I are afforded, uh, we should afford little babies in the womb that are created in the image of God. That's not me saying that. That's Jeremiah 1.5 saying that. That's going to be our scripture for the week. Uh, folks, last Friday was a landmark day for this country. And I was thinking over the weekend, and, and for those who haven't been keeping up, Roe versus Wade that's been around since 1973, one of the most tragic Supreme Court opinions in the history of this nation. It was overturned completely. Roe v. Wade was gutted. And Roe v. Wade was the Supreme Court opinion that, that, that gave legislators and lawmakers and governors around the country the excuse to not outlaw, to not ban abortion completely and enforce it because of that Supreme Court precedent. And for the last 50 years, we've been trying to appeal this, appeal this, appeal this. And finally, a case out of the state of Mississippi uh, was litigated at the Supreme Court and it undermined, completely undermined, Roe versus Wade. So there's no more Roe v. Wade. All right. So states now have the right, full legal constitutional authority to regulate abortion and to save as many babies as possible. So that's what's going on around the country. We've already got 10-plus states that have instituted trigger laws uh, to outlaw abortion altogether. Uh, Mississippi Attorney General this morning announced, uh, Lynn Fitch, she announced that she is um, uh, 
uh, uh, put into play or put into progress uh, the trigger law in Mississippi as well. So, uh, Bobby, it looks like thousands of babies by the day are now being saved. Much success in that in that uh, in that realm for sure. And and the neat thing about it is being part of it here in AFA in in the big picture with. Uh, so many folks like Jameson Taylor and Rob and, and so many different folks who have been behind the scenes and um, actually started the legislation and got it uh, get got it going. Here, who would have thought that it would have taken place in in Mississippi of all mm. places to uh, to affect such a radical change and and the correct change in the eye of uh, in the eye of in the eye of God for sure. Amen. And you know. Um you know, there are states in the union for now that are going to keep killing babies. They're going to keep allowing their citizens to kill babies. And, you know, but, 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 but the importance of this, folks, is that those of us who live in states that don't accept the killing of babies, all right, uh, we actually can rejoice that our individual, our respective states— and their governments are protecting the sanctity of human life. You know, I was in church on Sunday worshiping God, thinking, in Mississippi, we're not killing babies anymore. Amen. We're not killing babies anymore. And that unleashes God's blessing on said state, on each respective state that protects God's uh, children that are created in God's image. So... It says a lot, folks, and it is monumental, and so don't let anybody try to say, well, this doesn't change anything. Oh, yes, it does. Yes, this does change things, and thousands of babies are going to be saved, millions eventually, but in, in, the, in the next few weeks, thousands of babies are going to be saved in this country that would otherwise have been slaughtered in the name of abortion. So, folks, that says a lot. It's monumental. We should celebrate. We should thank God for his providence. We should thank God for allowing this. And we need to continue our diligence in fighting to ensure that every baby in this country and every baby in this world has a chance at life and is not slaughtered at the hands of these radical baby killers, whether it be California, New York, North Korea, China, Russia, wherever. Uh, we got to continue fighting to save the little babies. Well, uh, I want to play a clip uh, just to let you know uh, who is now the de facto head of the Supreme Court, and that is Justice Clarence Thomas. You know, Roberts, Justice, uh, our Supreme Court Chief John Roberts may be the technical, you know, head of the court, if you will, but... For all practical purposes, it's Clarence Thomas <laughs> that is leading the charge to restore this country back to the values that she was founded on. Let's listen to a flashback clip of Justice Thomas back speaking at the Heritage Foundation a couple decades ago about how North is always going to be North. Clip four. You can be in the middle of a hurricane or you can be on a calm day. North is still North. You could be in a thunderstorm. North is still north. People can yell at you. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. 
Isn't that refreshing, folks? Isn't that refreshing? Hmm. And, you know, this is not, um, we've got a case that I'm going to bring to you in the last segment that uh, uh, the Coach Kennedy case, I'm going to bring that to you in the last segment, but we had another victory at the Supreme Court today. So you're not going to want to miss the last segment. We're going to go in depth on the Coach Joe Kennedy case, but back on the Roe v. Wade case, you know, we've got, we've got companies now. First off, we have, we have states that are actively moving now as we speak to outlaw abortion 100%. All right. That's what we're doing right now all across the country. So there's more progress being made as we speak. Uh, up to 10 states, maybe more by now, are moving to outlaw abortion officially altogether uh, in the next few days. So we're working on that now to save as many babies as possible. Um, but in the meantime, the evil still persists in certain areas of the country. There is still the baby-killing crowd out there. And I've got this story about all the companies that are now saying that they're going to subsidize the murder of babies of employees that work for them. Uh, we saw Dick's Sporting Goods over uh, the weekend say that they're going to pay their employees 4000 bucks to have their baby killed. They're going to subsidize the baby killing uh, of their, their employees traveling out of state to have their babies killed. They're going to pay up to 4000 bucks to to participate in the crime against humanity of abortion. Folks, and so, so the challenge here is, number one, my wife the, this weekend, she said, I'm done with Dick Sporting Goods. You know, I was on their email list, and occasionally I'd order something for our boys there, but no more. None of this. None of this baby killing evil. We're not participating in it. And so so the challenge to Dick Sporting Goods is this. Are you going to pay your employees $4,000 to have children? Are you going to subsidize your employees by, by in the sum of $4,000 to adopt babies in this country? Or are you just going to pay to have the babies killed? That's the question for Dick Sporting Goods. And maybe, just maybe, we'll reach out to one of their spokespersons after the show to ask them, are you just going to subsidize the baby killing, or are you also going to pay your employees to have uh, to, to participate in the adoption process or to have a child, a biological child of their own? That's the question for the corporations that are subsidizing evil. So we'll get back with you on that, folks. But the, the life is winning in this country And we're going to keep fighting to ensure that every baby has the chance at life. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The American Republic was founded on the principle that rights are given to us by God, not men. As a result, men nor government can take them away. That's why our Declaration of Independence refers to our rights as inalienable rights. Government's role, then, is to protect the rights that God has given to us. The first freedom listed in the Bill of Rights, which government is entrusted to protect, is religious liberty. The founders did this because they knew that free exercise of religion is the fulcrum for all liberty. Wherever the flame of religious liberty is extinguished, all liberty is imperiled. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Does your girl ever feel beat down by life's daily struggles? Issues with friends, school, and her siblings can be defeating. Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes, a book chock full of wisdom, towards the end of his life. The reader gets a sense that he is feeling glum and smug and that everything is meaningless. What we know is that everything can seem meaningless until we understand that Jesus transforms our hearts, minds, and bodies. It is within this transformation that everything becomes meaningful and perfect for its time. Gently instruct your girl to hold to the work God has for her and to find beauty and meaning in the midst of struggle. There is purpose to life and it is found in knowing God and keeping His commandments. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. And you can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the core here on American Family Radio. Well, folks, uh, we 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 don't need to we don't need to gloat in the form of of what the enemy does in the form of what the world does. We don't need to show pride uh, like the world um, and the enemy does, but we do need to rejoice. Scripture talks about rejoicing. Rejoice with those who rejoice, and rejoice uh, when righteousness is upheld. So rejoicing is proper. Pride and arrogance is improper, is sinful, all right? So so what we're doing today on the show, what we did Friday, is we are rejoicing in righteousness being carried out on this land and in states around uh, the country. So that's our focus, is rejoicing uh, with fellow believers rejoicing, praising God for his goodness, for his intervention here, uh, for the sake of saving babies and protecting the most vulnerable among us. Well, um, the, 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 this is a moment, folks. This should, this should cement, further solidify, our, as, as Christians, our resolve to ensure that righteousness is restored to this land. And there, there's the legal side, there's the civic engagement side, there is the hearts and minds side, 
which we cover both on the show, and as Christians, we should be involved in both. We should be over here discipling believers, converting unbelievers to be Christians, to have a biblical worldview, to believe in Jesus Christ and to salvation. And then we should also be over here with our left hand, voting, be involved at the, in, in all levels of the civic process, making sure that co- governors and legislatures and presidents and judges and so on and so forth submit to a biblical worldview and agree with what God says about all the issues of our day. So we need to be doing both. We need to do, be doing both. And, um, but this, this is a time of encouragement because the labor of, of Christians around this country for, for 50 years now just, just achieved a massive legal victory that is going to result in thousands, tens of thousands, and eventually millions of babies across this land that are going to have life. They're going to be saved from the evil that is abortion. And folks, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a clip on this, but folks, the, the 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 enemies of God the enemies of God are at this point very unorganized and I'm talking in this country the context of American civic engagement American cultural engagement the enemies of God are in disarray and we're seeing that all around us and some people say well you know uh, the Biden election in 2020, uh, the supposed victory uh, of the Biden administration, you know, that was a setback and, 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 you know, clearly evil is prevailing. Look at our culture, look at the White House, so on and so forth. And I get it. And that is true on certain levels. But folks, in the grand scheme of this nation, righteousness is prevailing. Righteousness is prevailing. And there are many people, there are many righteous people in this country that their eyes are being opened and they're saying to themselves, this is not the America we need to to live in. We do not need to head into this direction of evil, of wickedness, of deviancy. We need righteousness restored to this land. So there are a lot of people moving in that direction. And the, 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 the church, the body of Christ, is well-equipped for this moment. We just have to seize this moment. We just have to seize this moment, and we must remain ever vigilant. We must remain ever vigilant. And, and the, the, we have Christian lawyers around the country. I mean, we have multiple Christian law firms that are litigating before the Supreme Court every month. All right, they're litigating uh, every every month in front of the Supreme Court. We have churches all around this country. They just need to be activated. They need to be activated, and they need to be making disciples, and they need to be involved in the culture. They need to be involved in transforming culture. So that's what we're doing here at AFA is we're attempting and we're driving each day to equip you, the body of Christ, to transform culture through a biblical world view. And that happens through multiple means, through multiple avenues, and that's what we're here to focus on. Well, speaking of of the enemies of God being in disarray, let's listen to 
Senator Josh Hawley, who is also a believer, who's also a Christian, he's a U.S. senator from the state of Missouri. Let's listen to him talk about how the the enemies of God they 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 have no core standard, they have no core value, and they don't believe in American democracy. Clip five. Senator, what's your reaction to all of this? The riots, the chaos, the vandalism uh, in one area in Portland, they spray painted death to SCOTUS. You know, Ainsley, it's just it's outrageous. First of all, I'd say two things. The first is the Biden administration has really turned an eye towards this left wing uh, violence to turn their uh, turned a blind eye towards this left wing violence and really encouraged it by saying things like, oh, it's fine to protest at the justices' homes, even though it is in fact illegal. The second thing is it really shows that the radical left has become very anti-democratic. What they don't want is they don't want the people to have any say when it comes to laws protecting life and the regulation of abortion. They don't want the people in the states or anywhere to be able to weigh in. And that's what this decision does. It turns it back to the people, which is as it should be. And that's not what the left wants. And it really shows they have become very anti-democratic. Yeah, these folks don't believe in, in America's core principles, in America's core institutions. They want to burn it down. That's why Representative Maxine Waters said over the weekend, we're going to defy the Supreme Court. We're going to ignore the ruling of the Supreme Court. These are the same folks that call the Supreme Court the law of the land, even though it's not law. But they, when, when it goes how they want, they go, well, the Supreme Court and the law of the land... And this is binding precedent, and precedent can't be overturned. No, this is a bunch of hogwash. They, they only submit to the Supreme Court when they rule in the favor of the God-haters. And, and, and conservatives and Christians around this country are not saying that somehow the Supreme Court is this divine institution because, no, it's not, although government was instituted by God. But the, when, when the Supreme Court properly rules on constitutional issues, that should be applauded and the law should be followed that the Supreme Court upheld. The Supreme Court doesn't make law, all right? The Supreme Court is simply ruling correctly on the issues and that should be applauded. But how often do you hear people on the right, on the political right, every time the Supreme Court does something we don't like, how often do you hear us saying, We need to burn it down. We need to burn it down. We need to defy. Very rarely do you hear that. What you do hear is, we need better justices on the court. We need to replace the justices who don't understand the Constitution, and we need to put justices on the court that understand the Constitution. We don't need to expand the court. We don't need to abolish the court. We need to reform the court to properly interpret the Constitution. And so you got one side who cherishes our our institutions, who wants to see them properly utilized as our founding fathers intended and as how God intended. Then the other side here just said, if stuff doesn't go their way, they say, burn it down, burn it down. Unless the courts rule how they want, and then they say, it's the law of the land. This is the most cherished institution of our nation. (laughs) I mean, I could play the clips, the clips, the clips. And so next time the listeners, and I don't know how many of those are out there that want to vote for the God-haters, but just remember, folks, this crowd, they don't respect anything about this country. They don't respect any institution in this country. They don't respect any tradition in this country. They don't respect the Bill of Rights. 
Even though they use the Bill of Rights to their advantage to speak freely, they don't respect anything about this country. They want to burn it down and start from scratch. That's what they want to do. So just remember that as we move forward. They don't respect the core principles and values of this country. And so remember that next time you're at the ballot box. Well, they are uh, continuing their violence um, in certain parts of the country. Portland, this was a child education, a mother and child education center that the director said, we're not even pro-life. They said they're actually, they're not anti-abortion, whatever that means. So I don't know their exact position on the issue of life, but but in Portland, uh, a group of criminals vandalized this uh, center called the Mother and Child Education Center, headed up by Director Maura White. Well, she was on Fox and Friends this morning, and, and she said, my organization, that by the way, they got vandalized. They were targeted and damaged by protesters, angry over the Roe v. Wade decision. And she went on Fox and Friends this morning and said, um, my organization, we are a nonprofit, and we help moms, families, and kids in need. So they don't even help babies. Um, uh, she says we do help babies from zero to five years old, but there's no indication that she does any prenatal care, any prenatal assistance, which is before uh, they're born, before they're uh, 41 weeks. She says, we're just here to help people. And so they mistakenly thought that we were out here doing anti-abortion and everything. She goes on to say the violence was horrible. So they're going after everybody. They're going, if you help a mom, we're going for you. We're going to burn your building down. We're going to destroy it. So that's one. Um, this other one was a Catholic church. And folks, folks, if this was happening on our side, if there were Republicans running around the country burning down the buildings of the God-haters, can you imagine the coverage? I mean, the National Guard would be out. The FBI Domestic Terrorism Task Force would be out. You would have SWAT teams all over the place busting down doors, uh, you know, uh, congressional committees, uh, national emergency, martial law. They would go ballistic if we were doing this garbage, but we don't do this stuff. We don't do this stuff. We're not violent. Well, uh, the God haters went, off a, went after a historic Catholic church over the weekend in West Virginia, burned it to the ground, burned it to the ground. Uh, this was, was St. Coleman Catholic Church. Uh, it was, this is according to Fox News. It was already smoldering ruin when firefighters from the Beaver Volunteer Fire Department arrived at the scene Sunday morning. The church, listen to this, the church was built in 1878 and was and was declared an official historical site in 1984. Now, authorities have not released information about potential suspects. Um, so it, it was burned down due to arson. And uh, the alleged arson comes as Catholic churches across the U.S. and Canada have faced a spate of vandalism and arson attacks in recent years. <laughs> in recent weeks because of this leaked opinion. I, I just can't stand when the media tries to wash over these domestic terrorist acts as just these generic attacks on, on churches, these generic attacks on churches. And then you had the Department of Homeland Security put out a memo in recent weeks about potential domestic terrorism. And here's what they say. Uh, both sides could commit domestic terrorism. That's a bunch of bull. That's a bunch of hogwash. Tell me the last time a pro-lifer burned down a pro-life center. I'm sorry, an abortion center. Tell me the last time. 
Okay, I found one example in the last 20 years. Folks, these domestic terrorists, these God-haters, they're burning down buildings every other week. They're attacking people every other week, multiple times. I think there's been over 40 cases of churches and or pro-life Christian pregnancy centers that have been vandalized just in the last month, just in the last month. And and, and, and the media and the Department of Homeland Security, they try to say, you know, this is an issue on both sides. No, this is not an issue on both sides. This is Democrats physically attacking Republicans. This is Democrats physically attacking Christians, all right? And this is an attack on Christianity. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, he was assaulted at the grocery store this weekend. Former Trump attorney, <laughs> uh, campaign advisor, he was physically assaulted getting groceries, pushing his buggy around the grocery store. All right, so these folks are violent. You have, I didn't even want to bring this clip in, but I'll summarize it for you. You have the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, <laughs> saying blank Clarence Thomas. And I'll let you adults that are listening fill in the blank. Blank Clarence Thomas. It starts with an F. Blank Clarence Thomas on a stage at a public gathering over the weekend. That's what a mayor of one of the major U.S. cities said about one of our Supreme Court justices. Blank Clarence Thomas. There's been assassination threats on social media towards Clarence Thomas. Folks, folks, I, I am genuinely concerned about the safety of the Supreme Court justices. I'm not concerned about Sotomayor or the liberals. They're protected, folks. They are well protected. I'm concerned about the six justices, particularly the five that came down hard on the life issue and these other issues. I'm concerned about their physical safety. I'm concerned about their lives. Yeah, the, the opinion is the, the, is now released. It's final. It's, the court has spoken. But but these these justices have to continue to operate. They got to continue to go to these public speaking engagements. They have to go home to their family. They go up to the Supreme Court building. The the, the enemies of God are not just violent from a political and rhetorical perspective. They are violent from a physical perspective. The evidence is there, folks. Christianity is under attack in this nation like never before. And we got to defend people of faith in this nation who want to speak freely, who want to live freely. State attorney generals in this nation better step up. Governors better step up and say, we, we have a zero tolerance level for violence against people of faith, against Christians being targeted because of their religious beliefs. None of that will happen in my state. AFA at the core, be back in a few. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. Too busy to catch your favorite shows on the radio? Have no fear, because the AFR app is here. Download the app to have access to live broadcast, music streaming, as well as each podcast. Whether you're at work, at home, or on the go, 
it's easy to listen to AFR. The AFR app is available not only for Apple and Android users, but also on Amazon Alexa and Roku. Download the AFR app today at AFR.net. 80% of the time, an abortion-minded mother who views an ultrasound or sonogram of her baby will choose life. Here's the story of Candace. The sonogram sealed the deal for me. My baby was like this tiny little spectrum of hope. And I saw his heart beating on the screen. And knowing that there's life growing inside, I mean, that sonogram changed my life. I went from just Candace to mom. Thank you to everybody that has given these gifts. You guys are giving more than money. You guys are giving love. There are currently preborn centers which do not have an ultrasound machine. Would you sponsor a machine today? Dial pound 250 and say keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. Or go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Your love can save a life. Finally, he came to It's the not unusual for fairy tales to end with true love's kiss so saving the day. That he leaned over and kissed her. Immediately after the, the princess kiss, awakens from her enchanted sleep, or a kiss turns the frog back into a prince. And they lived happily to the end of their days. The second psalm also ends with a powerful kiss. Not the kind that breaks spells, but a kiss of humility and devotion. In verse 12, the psalmist wrote, Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way. This refers, of course, to God's son, the Messiah. To kiss the Son of God is a sign of both subjection and friendship. It means giving Him your wholehearted allegiance, worship, and affection. Have you kissed the Son? Have you offered your complete allegiance and affection to Jesus Christ? With Seeking Him, I'm Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core. We've had a jam-packed show. And there is a Supreme Court case that was released this morning that I'm going to bring to you a little bit later this segment. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. By the way, if you want to catch the podcast, subscribe to the Core podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Just type in the Core, type in my name, and you'll be able to subscribe there wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, I want to introduce our next guest, uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood. He's running uh, in the Republican primary for the governor's seat, for the gubernatorial seat in the state of Oklahoma, which Oklahoma just played uh, uh, Mississippi, oh, Ole Miss, uh, I'm, I'm in the state of Mississippi, just played them in the College World Series. So that was a pretty good, pretty good matchup there. Dr. Sherwood, thank you for coming on the court. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm super honored to be here. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So do you happen to be a Sooner? Yeah, you know, I'm an Oklahoma fan. That was a little bit of a heartbreaking defeat there, but uh, it'll it'll be all right. We'll come back. Yeah, well, at least congrats on getting to the College World Series, you know, the final final round. That's a big deal. Oh, it's huge. And uh, it's been a big year for Oklahoma athletics as the uh, the ladies softball team actually won the national championship so a big accomplishment for the state of Oklahoma well uh, dr. Sherwood uh, tell our tell our audience a little bit about yourself uh, from from Oklahoma well I am a gubernatorial candidate 
a little bit of background. I was in law enforcement for 24 years, 10 years at Winston the SWAT team, prior to becoming a naturopathic doctor, where my wife and I have a really cool wellness-based medical practice. We get to serve people all around the, the country and world, and decided to get on and into politics and take on the, the big establishment that is. And uh, it's like David taking on Goliath, no question. Well, we do like to highlight candidates uh, that share our values that are running around the country. And we do have, uh, it looks like, at least eight, uh, nine stations in the state of Oklahoma uh, that cover a pretty good swath of the nation. So we do have some Oklahoma uh, voters, Oklahoma listeners now listening to the show. Well, uh, tell our audience a little bit about you know what you stand for, maybe some of the key issues that you're honing in on in, in your race for the governor's seat. Well, there are significant differences between our current governmental leaders and myself. I lean heavily more towards the similarities of maybe Governor DeSantis in Florida, who really epitomizes the spirit, I believe, of these United States by standing up against the federal government using the Tenth Amendment, which basically says in a nutshell that we, the people in the states, hold the superiority of power unless we give it over to the federal government. And right now we've got those roles very switched up in really an unconstitutional manner in the states have suffered. So I am very conservative. Um, Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior. I, I don't back away from that one bit. I believe in godly principles should be involved in government, and I believe that godly principles work for ungodly people as well. So mm. I am very constitutional. Uh, I am a pro-Second Amendment guy. Those shall not be infringed. I'm really heavily into the intent of the the authors of the Constitution. I am an abolitionist when it becomes with abortion. Yeah. I am non-compromising on the criminal element that is in Oklahoma. The Chinese Communist Party currently owning more land in Oklahoma or more land here than any other state in these United States. And so yeah. Oklahoma has become a major hub central for sex, drugs, weapons trafficking. And now recent partnerships with the cartel has allowed there to be major major kilos of fentanyl being uh, imported into our state. And um, I'm just big on getting accountability back in the government, getting strong leadership that's about the people, not about big business. Mm. You know, uh, uh, Dr. Sherwood, this is a lot of people are waking up in this country. And unfortunately, it took the tyrannical ridiculous, illegal COVID mandates and restrictions that caused people that were, quote-unquote, tending to their own business and not really engaged in what's going on in our country, those folks are awake now. And uh, they're they're awake now. And and are, what, what are some of the things that they're upset about? What the, the voters in Oklahoma, what are the, some of the things that when you're out talking to them, they're upset about they want changed? Well, they're shocked, first of all, that our leaders did not know the Constitution. For example, the mandates that you talked about just a moment ago, those should have never happened one day, one moment, because they were always unconstitutional. For anyone to even look at a church and say that you're not essential is is utter uh, just being an idiocy, because yeah. that doesn't fit. And so people around the country and around Oklahoma are like sick of that, and they're shocked. And so I carried a document around in Oklahoma with me. It's called the Oklahoma 
GOP platform stance. And mm. I've used that as an educational tool. And it's amazing. The majority of our politicians have never, ever seen or read that document. And it's like, so you don't know the Constitution. <laughs> you don't know what the GOP stands for. And yet, this is the classic transition into this idea of this thing called a rhino, mm. which we have those, but frankly, it's been our own fault. You know, we we didn't hold our leaders accountable to the standards of the Constitution, the standards of our platforms. And and it, we have to give that back. And that's the biggest complaint I've seen with people. When you tell them that, they're like, oh, my goodness, I had no idea. And we have got to do something about it now. So I've seen a fire that's been lit around the grassroots of Oklahoma, and it's like a it's like a raging grass fire right now. It's not going to be stopped. Whether yeah. we win or lose, it won't be stopped because it is lit and it is roaring right now. Yeah, and you're exactly right about the rhino issue, and that's been plaguing the Republican Party for decades now. And 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 and, and how we can spot this, folks, is what Dr. Sherwood's talking about is is the excuse making. The excuse making, and, and as he mentioned, he's carrying around the Oklahoma GOP uh, party uh, platform, which ha- which clearly aligns with the vast majority of the Republican Party platform, both at a national and a state level, aligns with Scripture, aligns with God's Word on the issues of our day. Uh, but folks, uh, you can spot a rhino because they make excuses, they blame the other side, uh, they don't want to do anything. They just want to sit on their hands, and that we don't need uh, people sitting on their hands at this point in our country. Dr. Sherwood, I'll give you the last word before I let you go. Yeah, I want people to have some hope. You know, look, we've went around, and we just were obedient to the call of God to say yes. It was not about winning or losing. It was about saying yes. So I encourage people out there to say yes to God's call, get involved, be interjected into situations and and really hang on to hope because America is great. We just got to hang on to what we have, but we got to hang on to it with a passion that's unwavering and unyielding. Mm. Amen. Dr. Mark Sherwood out of the state of Oklahoma running for the governor's seat there in the primary. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. All right. Thank you so much. That's uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood. He's a Republican running for the gubernatorial seat there in the state of Oklahoma. Well, I told you I was going to bring you the Coach Kennedy case, so I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm going to keep my word. Uh, this Kennedy case has been going on for years now. Let's see if I've got a date in this article. I know this goes back at least five years, if not more. Uh, 2015, there it is. 2015 is when it goes back to that. Seven years, folks. And Coach Kennedy uh, worked in at Bremerton School District in the state of Washington, and they the, the uh, school district fired him because he dared to pray at the 50-yard line after, after a high school football game. He went to the 50-yard line by himself on his own and prayed, and the school district fired him, and he's been litigating this ever since. His case was denied by the Supreme Court a couple years ago. They refused to hear it. He put it back up in front of them. First Liberty did, and they heard it, and he just won 6-3. to 6-3. to three. Here's a story out of our own news service, AFN.net. AFN.net is a URL where you can find this story. Early Monday morning, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to three in favor of a high school football coach who was fired after kneeling at midfield to offer a quiet prayer of thanks following games. Coach Joe Kennedy's case 
against the Bremington. Uh, Bremerton School District began in September of 2015 when he was informed via a letter from the school district that his post-game prayers were being investigated for compliance with the school board's policy on religious-related activities and practices. The district ultimately fired Kennedy for his brief 30-second prayers. This is astonishing that this ever happened in this nation. And this began his legal battle to get his job back. He was represented by First Liberty Institute. So, great victory here. First Liberty Institute, a Christian law firm litigating before the Supreme Court. How critical is that? Very critical. And uh, he won 6-3 to three now. But, folks, um, this shows you the quote-unquote tolerance crowd. This is a joke. All right, so so let me get this right. Let me get this right. So in 2020, in the summer of 2020, thousands of people took to the streets of America, if not tens of thousands, and, and vandalized, burned down street corners, destroyed private property in the name of social justice. Let's get this right, all right? All right, so, so they... They, they, they arson, they burn down, they destroy, they commit multiple, multiple criminal acts, thousands of criminal acts around the country in the name of social justice. And, and the major political party of the Democrats are silent. If not, they're out there cheering it on. This is a righteous cause. People have a right to protest. People have a right to destroy. But, but. But Joe Kennedy wants to pray at the 50-yard line. This is laughable, but but not, but it's laughable and not laughable. You can't help yourself but, 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 but scoff at this. Coach Joe Kennedy wants to pray by himself at the 50-yard line of a, of a high school football field, and they go after him tooth and nail. No, you can't do that. You're fired. But we can burn down half of Baltimore? What kind of nation are we living in? And you hear the intro to this show. People ought to have a, a right to religious freedom. People ha ought to have a right to express themselves both in private and public. And so, so for, the, for the fence riders in this country, for the people who are listening to this program, and maybe they just haven't been very engaged, maybe they've just been sitting on the sideline, maybe they've been sitting on their hands enjoying this prosperous America, Folks, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to pick a side. Because you got one crowd who wants to destroy this nation for all that it's worth. And then you got the other side, the Coach Kennedys. They just want to be able to pray at the 50-yard line. You, you, They just want to pray at the 50-yard line. They, the states just want to be able to say, no, we're not killing babies in this state. No, we're just not killing babies in this state. Then you've got the the bakers, the 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 um, Jack Phillips of the world. Which, by the way, hey, let's get his case back to the Supreme Court. Let's get Obergefell back to the Supreme Court. Hurry, hurry, hurry! <laughs> Before they assassinate a Supreme Court justice, and I'm being serious about this. I'm not. It's not a joking matter anymore. The, 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 this the, you've got two sides here. You got uh, Jack Phillips, the Colorado baker, the Christian, who just says, "Look, I'm not baking a cake for a homosexual quote unquote wedding. That goes against God's standards. I'm a Christian business owner, and you're not going to force me to speak in favor of deviant behavior." What do they do? They crucify him. They destroy his livelihood. 
for not baking a cake. For not baking a cake. But if you want to cancel a Christian ministry because you don't like their work, then you are free to do so. If Amazon Web Services doesn't want to host Christian entities on their server farms, well, they're free to cancel us. If, if, if a credit card processor doesn't want to process payments for a Christian ministry, well, then they don't have to. They can cancel us. They can nix us. They can destroy us. They can do whatever they want to do, and they say it's a free country. But if the Christian wants to live out their faith, no, we can't do that. No, no, no. We've all got to be secular. There is a fight to get this country back to her norms, back to what's righteous, back to what's true, and you and I should be proud to be a part of it. So Coach Kennedy won at the Supreme Court the religious the, the anti-religious bigots, the anti-Christian bigots in Birmingham, Washington, just lost. They just lost. They just lost, and religious freedom and the First Amendment have won. So we're going to continue this fight, but remember, folks, there's two sides, and you need to pick one. There's two sides, and you need to pick one, because this other side, this these God-haters, they want to punitively damage you and I. They want to criminally investigate you and I. They want to put you in jail. You're seeing that with the January 6th peaceful protesters. They want to put them in jail. No due process. They want to destroy Christian businesses, Christian ministries. They want to destroy the very foundation of this nation. So wake up. Pay attention. Be involved. Let's continue fighting for what is right. Let's continue fighting for what is true. And let's continue to restore and to preserve the foundational principles that this nation was set up on. EFA at the core, I'm Walker Wildman. Glad to have you with us today on The Core. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.